All right, brand babies. Last week, I was telling y'all about all the hot mess, the branding while black, all of that goodness. But today we got to take a little turn because we got to get into some real shit. We're going to talk about the P's and carrots of personal branding. And I know it sounds crazy and trust and believe I am not a vegetable person, but sometimes we got to eat our veggies in order to get to that. I don't know. What's your, what's your favorite dessert? I don't know what I know what mine is. It always has to be some chocolate. But let's get on into this. The peas and carrots of personal branding. Hey, brand babies. This is Brand Moms Podcast, where we go in on personal branding without taking shit personally. Brand Moms House is hosted by none other than the ghetto country grandmother. She's here to share her experience, expertise, and education in a way that takes you from brand baby to brand leader. So come on in and hold on to your bourbon because grandma's about to spill the tea. Okay, brand babies, when I'm talking about the peas and carrots of personal branding, it's like we have to do the work to get the results that we want. And a lot of us think that we can ignore or just show up to try and, and make our personal brand something that's of substance because we want to keep that realness. We want to be authentic. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm so worn out on that word. And but there's nothing really to replace it other than, you know what, you got to be your real self. And so part of being your real self is not being all of yourself. And you guys know I talk about that a lot. But in doing all of this, like I said, a personal brand deserves the same respect as a business brand. We will go through all of these versions of whatever to try and make them look pretty, to try and make us match up with the logo and all of these type of things to find our purpose and our mission and our vision. But we won't show the same respect to our personal brand. We won't eat the peas and carrots over here, but we'll eat them at somebody else's house. Well, it's still your house, but still, y'all know what I'm saying. So I want to I wanna get into the peas and carrots of it all. Because if we're going to get to the dollars, which is the richness of the things that we consume, I'm, I'm trying too hard with this metaphor, am I? Aren't I? Yeah, I think I am. But you know what? If we're going to get to the goodness then we have to we have to eat the peas and carrots. And so for this particular episode, let's consider the peas and carrots communication. No, actually, you know what? Let's focus in on positioning because positioning is something that a brand needs to do, but a lot of us don't consider that when we're talking about our personal brand. And so how do you position your personal brand in relation to others in the industry and even in relation to your own brand architecture of your business brand? We want to have some relevance in all of this and it it's, makes sense to not make intuitive leaps that, oh, this is my business over here, but I'm over there. Trying to establish that kind of crazy and you don't connect the dots for your audience, then there's a disconnect. And we know one of the most important things about branding in and of itself is consistency. So if we look at, like I say, if we're going to eat our peas and carrots today, then what does that look like when we're positioning? I'm, I'm not a vegetable person. And in order for me to eat more veggies, my husband, he usually buys prepackaged salads. He'll hide my spinach and my eggs. And well, he doesn't necessarily hide it, but he puts spinach and eggs. I He does a savory grits that are bell peppers and onions and all. Oh, it's so freaking good. I'm making myself hungry. But there's other ways to consume the things that are best for your personal brand than just trying to do it in, in, in a way that's not a... Oh God, I was going to say authentic, wasn't I? But anyway, in a way that's not true to you. So if, if we're trying to do something, if we're trying to position our brand in a certain way, 
How do we do that without having to lose our minds over doing stuff that we want to don't want to do? And because like I say, I'm, I'm watching a lot of different people, especially on LinkedIn that are just showing up. And while they're showing up, there's no real rhyme or reason to the personal brand that they have. It's not even aligned with their business. All they do is they pitch their services. They say the same thing that everyone else is saying, and there's no distinction. So if we're going to do this and we're going to be strategic about a, a personal brand, then we have to position it. Positioning in and of itself is how we show up in the minds of people. And it gets back into that perception thing. But like I say, you have to control the perception as best as you can by making sure that you control the narrative. So if we're going to do this and we want to identify the audience, because we talk about the audience that we want to attract. And so if we're positioned with the right audience, then all is gravy. But if you're not positioning in a way to attract the right audience, then what's going wrong? And how you communicate is a very important part of that, that positioning. We don't say what we want. We don't say how much we want, but we'll, we'll talk all of the madness. We'll show all of our lives. We'll show you like we're, um, what's the, what's the one, um, a, a lifestyle brand. Have you, that's what I see. You put yourself out like a lifestyle brand, but then you're selling something crazy like timeshares. And yes, I'm being very extreme. So it's like, how do you make that leap from, oh, I saw you here. I saw you. Okay. If you're on vacation, that might be a good one. But if all you're showing me is how you live your life and you never tell me about the timeshare until you're ready to sell one, then that's when people drop off. I'm not that active on Instagram, but when I go on there, I see people that I follow and they have all types of engagement around just the everyday stuff. But then as soon as they go to say, oh, well, this is coming up and I'm dropping this offer, it's like crickets. They get no engagement. Nobody's checking for them. Nobody's looking for them. It's because you tried to eat all the cake of the dopamine hit of the, the you know, because chocolate, no, what does chocolate do? Make you feel loved or whatever. So that's similar to getting the hearts and the thumbs up and the engagement and all of these things. And so we will eat all of that and we'll suck it up. But then when we got to eat the peas and carrots, because peas and carrots should have came in the communication and how you're positioning your brand. If you had to let people know all along, like this is coming, this is coming. It hits different. And me and my husband argue about this. Well, we don't argue, but in trying to help him with his own brand. And I constantly tell him, he recently had a book that came out. Love the book. Banya and Angela did the damn thing on this particular book. Spice, the variety of life. Yes, it's a beautiful book. And so while they were working on it, I told him, I said, baby, market your book. Market your book. He didn't do shit. And so when the book finally dropped, he went out and he it fell like lead because no one was expecting it. Now, his whole thing is he, he talks food, booze, and travel, but you never talked about your own book. And finally he said to me, well, baby, you didn't give me no, you didn't give me nothing. Okay, why am I responsible for giving you something? If you wanted something for it, you could have asked for it. And mind you, he's my most difficult client and he only pay me. Oh my God. But the peas and carrots of his shit is that, you know what, sweetie? You got to market your stuff. Unless you just want to accept what's given to you, what's put on your plate, then you have to market in such a way. It's like, I, I know people that work out all the time just so they can eat what the fuck they want to eat. 
But when you come to your personal brand, you know what? You think you can eat what you want to eat, but then getting chunky and round like me. Sweetie, there's a whole lot of cream and cookies and yes, I'm all the things. But in talking about the peas and carrots and talking about positioning, positioning requires communication. And communication is something that is lacking because a lot of us don't know how to write. Let me stop saying that. There are people who don't know how to write copy or content, and they don't even know the difference between the two because content is just something that you're putting out maybe to educate, inform, entertain, or whatever. Copy is used for when you're trying to persuade someone to do something. There is a difference. And if you're not a good copywriter or content writer, then when you go and you make these elaborate flyers, no one is checking for you because they were not expecting it. And plus, that is not your gift. But if you are a talker or if you are an artist or a creative of some kind, you could find a way to tie those things in so that when they're coming, no one is surprised by it. It's like you're slowly putting their peas and carrots into the omelet that you're making or in some type of deliciousness that you're making. And that's because you're communicating with them on the regular. Telling somebody, oh, I feel like I'm all over the place with this. I promise you guys I do. But it's, it's, I'm, I want you to understand that it's time to stop with thinking that, you know what, this is a participation trophy type of thing. Your personal brand is that thing that that creates the credibility and authority that you want in the industry. And while you being that distinction is a thing with personal brands, sweetie, you still can't just come up and flop your shit out on the table and think somebody's going to pick it up. When you're communicating with your audience and on whatever platform, how you communicate on Instagram is different than you how you communicate on um, LinkedIn or how you communicate on YouTube. YouTube is a visual thing, so you have to add some visual elements. I don't because I'm not that type of editor. People see me, they either watch or they don't watch. I Right now, it's not, that's not my, my, what is it? That's not my, I don't know. It's just not my thing right now. I'm not worried about the editing part or the of the visuals just yet. Because one, I have to get used to putting this out consistently. Two, it's like, what do I want if I don't want people dropping zings and stuff flying across the screen and all of that kind of stuff. Um, zooming in and out, yes, that can be a thing. But still, that's nonverbal communication. And because I haven't settled on what I want that to look like yet, it's not a thing for me. It's not something that that's pressing me to get done. My husband buzzes at me about my lighting. Okay, sweetie, did you come for the lighter? Did you come for the content, the information that you need? Understanding how you want to communicate to your audience, you may be able to be a lot freer, freer on Instagram. But when you start looking at these platforms, these platforms are telling you how you can be up in their house. They're telling you the rules of the house. And you know, I believe in be, being respectfully rebellion. So when they're telling you like, this is what we want, this is what we're pushing, and you choose to ignore it. And then you wonder why it's like, oh, I'm being shadow banned and I'm being this, that, and the other. And you're blame, blaming it on the platform instead of realizing that the platform told you that's not what we're pushing out this time. We're trying to switch up the algorithm because of this. But then it's still a Vegas crapshoot because the house always wins. Sweetie, they're not going to push you to something if your communication is not engaging enough to make people 
say something, do something, share whatever. That's part, that's your job. You have to make it interesting enough. You have to make the communication valid enough and valuable enough that people are like, oh, let me save this. Oh, well, let me go check out this. Because if you put your, your information, how to get to you, like on Instagram, when you're putting that in your bio and all of that kind of stuff and people are clicking on it, that's telling the algorithm, oh, they're kind of interested. And so maybe they push you out a little more. But then I don't care if you have 100,000 followers. Y'all know for damn sure that Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, they are not going to push it out to all of those 100,000 followers. It's just not going to happen. So you need to communicate well enough for those people that are consistently checking for you, the people that turned on the bell. And so giving them, giving them something that they want to engage with, sweetie, that's a peas and carrots kind of meal. Now, say you're going to a networking event and at that networking event, you may go once, uh, once every six months, but they do this event every month. And because you only show up once every six months, no one remembers you. And then you're wondering why. So you communicate to them that you really don't give a shit. I'm just showing up because I need to pass out my cards this week because my, my leads are getting low and I'm trying to get some new ones in the door. And you treat it as a selfish exchange. And people pick up on that kind of stuff. When, when someone puts out content and you they engage with you and you don't engage back, that sets a bad tone. That leaves a bad taste in people's mouth. I've had people recently, I said I was going to do better because I have people trying to connect, not trying. I have people sending me connection requests on LinkedIn. And I'm like, okay, I go and I check their bio and I see the thing and all of that. And I said, okay, this is somebody I might want to connect with. And then once I do, I send a message like, hey, sweetheart, I appreciate you connecting. What's going on? They're giving me crickets. And I told y'all I'm petty. I am. And sometimes I promise you, I will go back and I will disconnect because there is no reason for us to stay connected. If we're not going to have some type of engagement, I'm not trying to sell you nothing. And hopefully you're not trying to sell me anything, but damn it, we can at least say, hi, how you doing? And that's a, a level of exchange. So you want to connect with someone, but you don't want to talk to them. What kind of crazy is that? If that's the crazy that you're giving them, then like I said, you're not paying attention. You're not giving them what they want. So they're not giving you what you want. You want to always drop the sale and that's not what, what they're checking for. If you're looking to even collaborate with someone, I know I'm bad about this. <laughs> I will go out searching for podcasts to be on. And I'll look at ones that, that interest me that I think I can be of service to, but then I don't even listen to their podcasts. That's shadiness on my part. I get it. And I own it. And it's because I'm not even going to say why it's because, because it'll sound like an excuse and I don't want to give excuses. But if I want to collaborate with these people, what I found is that after I've been on the show, I now listen to their stuff because maybe it's a selfish component in that. Ugh, this, yeah, I'm a little cringed by that, but I got to own it. But be some of the guests that they've had, and it's not even so much the host. Most of the time, it's the guests that they have. They do not interest me. I'm sorry. They just don't. I have to go digging for the type of, of content that I'm interested in. I don't listen to every episode because every episode is not relevant to me. And every episode is not interesting because they don't make it so. 
I'm not even saying that all my episodes are inter interesting to people. God, get it out. But sweetie, it's the peas and carrots of having to be consistent and giving you something. I don't care if I talk for an hour, which I'm not trying to do. But even if I talk for an hour, I want you to find some nugget in that hour. It's like, okay, well, maybe this wasn't a total waste of time. But showing up for you consistently says that I care. I want to give you something of value this week, today, tomorrow, whenever. Introducing Branding Boundaries and Bullshit by the one and only grandma, Phyllis Williams-Strother. Hey, you there. Are you tired of all the boring personal branding stuff? Well, my mom, grandma, have got you covered with her awesome new book. In this game changer, grandma doesn't play by the rules. She's a rebel who says you don't have to fake it to make it. No more being a people pleaser, because it's time to get real. Look, my mom's been there done that, just like Pitbull, except she was a multi-million dollar restaurant owner. She's got all the stuff to let you know what's real and what's just okie doke. This book isn't for the corporate crazy. It's for the courageous, the genuine, and the unapologetic. It's about putting you first and not some fake customer pleasing it, because this is not the circus. Branding boundaries and bullshit is like a fist pump to those who refuse to conform. It's your match to discovering your Y-O uniqueness and owning it. So just to be at and start branding on your own terms. Get grandma's book now and let your true self shine through. And so my level of communication is like, it's like what Stephen Covey, I always get Stephen Covey and Franklin Covey mixed up, but it's like Stephen Covey. Kiwi's, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Covey says, seek to understand then to be understood. And I try and understand my audience to the best of my ability, but I understand it from the perspective of the clients that I've already gotten that I like. The ones that I don't like that I fire or they fire me, sweetie, I'm cool with that because now I can focus more on, you know what? My shiny object chasing crazy folks is out there. There are cooks, consultants, and creatives that are out there that I can be of service to. It's not that I can help everyone. And it's not even that I want to, but it's like, let me make sure that they understand this is who I'm checking for because these are the people that I can, I can help the best because I already know one of my clients that, that I have, and he's been with me for some months now, and I've had to learn his industry. I had to understand what it is that he offers because the value that's there is sometimes hidden and obscured because We've been doing it so long, we don't know how to communicate. It was like, damn, I've been talking this shit for the last 10 years. And so we start getting very short in what we consider the value. And uh, there are probably a lot more new entrepreneurs that can see the value in what they do than people who have been in business for 5, 10, 15 years. Because you've been doing it so long, you kind of lose the passion. It's like, this is just what I do. But I promise you, you still have to be as explicit. I'm not going to say articulate because y'all know my, my shit is bad. My English is bad, but you have to be explicit enough from this year to next year to the year after, because people still need to understand. Nobody's going to go digging through all the records. This is not like, you know, old school albums and all this stuff. Nobody's going to look through the milk crate for the, for the best hits. So this is why I can send your message over and over. And I know I just switched metaphors because we're talking about peas and y'all. Y'all know I love you. And I'm, this is why I understand um, shiny object syndrome, but I'm not going down that road. But when you're when people are looking to, looking to work with you, they're looking for your most recent content and communication. 
And sometimes the old stuff is no longer relevant or you've moved on because we talk about personal brands maturing. And so the communication that you put out there, it needs to stay fresh and relevant. And while your, your business brand is able to stay stable and consistent and on par for what is what it is, your personal brand is growing and maturing because you are doing more things. You are meeting more people. You are speaking in more places. Maybe you even wrote a book or two. So that, that personal growth impacts the personal brand. So you're able to, to express yourself differently. Like I said, I, I will probably get more articulate. No, I won't even say articulate. I will probably get better at speaking about what I do um, to where it just flies off my tongue. And I can say, oh, it's this, that, and it's one, two, three, ABC, and all of that kind of stuff. But that's about being able to articulate the, the, the premise of what I do not necessarily the words. And maybe that's why I'm getting flustered with all of this shit. But understanding that that the content you put out needs to communicate in such a way that it's either creating brand awareness, it's creating brand equity, or it's creating brand loyalty. Brand awareness are for people who are just trying to find who you are. Brand equity is like raising the value of what you offer. So when you you give a $1,000 value and you charge $1,000, people are not shocked and surprised. So we got the brand, we got the brand awareness, we got the brand equity, but how do we keep the loyalty? That loyalty part of your of your communication is for the people who have already spent money with you. These are the people that you want to continue to nurture because you want to maintain that loyalty. You don't know if they'll ever come back. Maybe they won't but they can still be an advocate for you. They can still be an ambassador. And so we need to learn to communicate. We have different levels of communication. It's just like when you have kids, for those who have children, how you talk to them as babies is different than how you talk to them as teenagers is different than how you talk to them as adults. But you still being that parent, still make your kids, you still want your kids to eat their peas and carrots. And that's what you have to do. You have to understand what it is that you're going to put out here that's going to make some impact, some change. It's going to do something. Also understand that your communication and how you communicate, who you communicate with, what platform you communicate on, this is also about building trust and credibility. Your credibility comes along with the education because with each new client, I promise you're going to learn something new. If you're like me, like I say, I don't do passive income stuff. I don't have online courses or whatever, but in working one-on-one -on -one with people, there's, there's a thing, there's something that you learn with each new client while they all have this running thing. There's still something nuanced about each client, which is why I love what I do. I get to learn about people and I love that kind of stuff, but then it's also like, okay, I want to attract more people like this. The best way to attract more people like this nurtures the ones that you have and say, baby, who you else know like you that could use a, a grandma in their life? You can ask for the referral, but you can also continue to create brand awareness around attracting those type of people. That's your communication. You can also say, you know what? Um, I'm going to this networking event because this is the type of audience that they draw. They, sh they, they attract the shiny object people. They attract the coaches, the consultants, the, the creatives, and whoever else is in your crowd. Because you know how to talk to those people, you know how to speak their language, 
it's a thing and it makes it easier to communicate. So if you, if you want to position yourself as that authority, as that thought leader, as that brand leader, what is the communication that you're doing? What is, what is it that you're actually doing consistently? Are you being healthy in how you communicate? People will assume that, that I'm aggressive and I will admit I am, but it's not in the way that they think. I'm aggressive about seeing people succeed. I want to see people win. And so it comes out as like, bitch, let's get up. Come on, we got shit to do. That's my translation. Whereas other people want to coddle and it's like, okay, sweetheart, we're going to sit here. They want to give you the soft talk. I'm not the soft talk type. So it's my language. My communication comes across to some other people as, you know what? Yeah, she too hard. I can't deal with that. And it's best that you know that. If you're self-aware enough to know what type of people that are best for you, sweetie, you shouldn't try to hire me if you know your feelings get hurt easy. Because even though I don't hurt your feelings intentionally, you might take something that I say intentionally. Am I saying that right? I think I am. But how you perceive what I'm saying is, uh-uh, she, she's being mean to me. She's being harsh with me. Yes. Because I have never been that mom. Even as a real life mom, I was not that mother that told my daughter, oh, that's so pretty when it wasn't. I am not that mother. But what I will tell you is like, baby, no, that's not it. Because I know you can do better. And the reason I know you can do better is because I've seen you do better. And so I'm that mom. Because if I've seen you communicate with someone that got you a sale, then it's like, okay, let's continue that communication. Oh, but it's hard. So it gets easier with time. But you don't want to consistently do it because you say it's hard. And we all know, I'm hoping that we all know, that the more you do shit, the easier it gets, unless it's just not your gift. Because I know I have some things that I will never be good at. I will never be good at economics. I know how to how economy works, but oh my goodness, I love, oh, what I get? A D in economics? But shit, a bitch still graduated. <laughs> That's not the point. But there are certain things that do get better with time. You get better at sales. You get better at, at conversions. You get better at knowing how to identify someone. You're better at discerning who your actual clients are. So you're not running up in everybody's DM saying, oh, buy my shit. Oh, I have something for you. You're able to look at what's in their content, what's in their feed, if they're even posting. Because the ways a lot of these, these social media platforms work, the people that are checking for you are usually the ones that don't say shit. They never comment but they are checking you all the time. And this is why I say trotting out your train wreck of a life is not conducive to conversions and sales and so forth. That's the wrong communication. But if you're talking about it from a perspective of, you know what, this was the train wreck, but this is the destination. This is how I, I had to go through this train wreck to make this a thing. This is how I help people with this thing, but I wouldn't have been able to do it if not for that train wreck, that's relevant. But to just say, oh, this train wreck is, is, is a bitch and I'm going to die today. And seriously, that's not what people want to hear. It does not instill confidence in people who want to hire you. So what you're feeding them, you're either feeding them liver, ugh, liver and Brussels sprouts kind of shit. That's nasty. Or you can feed them something that they really want because 
It's the sweetness. Not everybody's a dessert person. I am. Oh my goodness. Oh, but I I, I digress. Your communication style is the peas and carrots or for positioning. Let me put it that way. If you're going to position your personal brand and align it with your business brand and align it with the people that you want to collaborate with, then you have to learn to communicate. You have to, this, this is the peas and carrots of your positioning. It's just one of them because positioning a personal brand is different than positioning a, a business brand. Positioning of a business brand is why people try out purpose, vision, mission, and, and value statements. But positioning a, a personal, did I say that right? Good Lord, I run my mouth so much. Even I don't know what the fuck I said. Let me say it again. And so I might be repeating myself. Business brands position themselves based on, you can go by the P's, the price, the position, the product, the package. You can go by that. But a personal brand positions itself by what it's aligned with. Because we do base it on certain values that we want to bring to the industry. We do want to base it on the audience that we want to attract. There are all these different things that help us position in a certain way. I help position my, my brand based on an archetype. Ghetto country grandmother archetype is caregiver rebel. or And it, some days it's reversed. Sometimes it's rebel caregiver, depending on whose ass I'm kicking today. So I can position myself because I understand that, you know what, even though I care, sweetie, I'm, I'm going to kick you in your ass because we're going to rebel against some shit. And if you're here for the rebellion, so am I. We can be rebellious as you want to be. But again, as long as we're being respectful, we're not treading on other people. There are alternatives everywhere for what you do, for what I do, for what we all do. There are alternatives for soap. There's alternatives for deodorant. There's alternatives for mates. But looking at the alternatives, sweetie, is it what you want? You may like peas and carrots, but you might not like broccoli. And I'm giving you food terms because I live in a food house. My husband, I'm sorry, he's, his food influences damn near everything. That's how I ended up in the restaurant business. But it's, it's understanding, you know what? How am I going to position these things? What peas and carrots do I have to do? Because I'm already good at the thing that I'm marketing, but I'm not good at marketing it. So peas and carrots, communication is how you market. Peas and carrots, consistent messaging. Is how you market peas and carrots. Uh, they're all up and through. And I'm just trying, I'm trying not to go off on a tangent here, but I want you guys to, to, to truly take in what it is that, how do you want to position your personal brand? If you're just positioning yourself to be known, oh, y'all, uh, that's not why I'm here. That is not why I'm here. So I am not the one. But if you're positioning yourself because you need to be a louder voice within the industry, you're never going to be the only voice. There's no point in that because that gives people no options. But if you want to be a louder voice, not the loudest, not the quietest, because there's probably always going to be somebody louder or trying to be louder. There's always going to be somebody quieter. But nevertheless, if you need to be a louder voice in the industry to have the impact you want to have, then we got to get you to that point. And your personal brand is the best one to do that. And talking about hiring influencers and all of that kind of stuff, I know that's a thing. Every time I look up 
personal branding or branding in general. It talks about hiring influencers. But how about becoming a better influencer of your own brand? How about being able to talk about it without making people feel like you're always selling to them? Make them want it. If you've ever had your version of a sexy bod and you made somebody want you, it's no different with branding. Branding is the sexy side of marketing. So I got to make you want it. So how am I going to dress this up? And don't dress it up with all the fake and the fuckery. Don't do the catfish move and all of that kind of stuff. Don't put on the filters. Sometimes I feel like my messages are contradictory because no, because being respectful is not a filter. It's just being respectful. But you don't have to try and make yourself into something that you're not in order to get the things that you want. Because regardless of what you're going after, your personal brand needs to lead it. No matter what you're going after in this, in, in your market, in your industry, sweetie, you got to speak up for it. You got to be the best influencer. And the thing that I hate is that everything that I read, when I read about branding and marketing and all that, it's all geared towards corporations. And when we read these things and we're a business of one or three or whatever, and we're trying to incorporate these tactics, it does not fit right. It does not feel right. Now, some I'm not saying that people aren't successful in using them, but then it, it becomes overwhelming. And we're trying to stay away from the overwhelm. We're trying to stay away from the burnout because we're used, like I say, corporations got a whole lot of money and people and all that stuff to throw at a problem. You don't have the same resources. But what you can do is you can communicate on the regular to position your brand as an alternative to the other things that are out there, to position your brand to be aligned with a cause that you hold near and dear to your heart. You can position your brand to speak the truth over things that need to change within your industry and your marketplace. All of that is positioning because the position that you hold is in the, with the people that, that are listening to you. It's with the audience that's listening to you. You get to own it. Or you could be like, you can be like, <laughs> I'm being facetious here. But I was going to say, you could be like King and get caught up in a headlock with T by T.I. Okay. But in peas and carrots are a thing in personal brand. You got to do all the other shit. You can't just have your cake. You can't just have your ice cream. Because if you bypass all the stuff, then the facade is going to fall apart. No one's going to end up buying from you because no one's going to believe you. And this, it, I have no problem with cake and ice cream. Trust and believe. Y'all, I told y'all, this is all cookies and cream right here. But I also don't have a problem with the vegetables. And it took me a while to eat my vegetables in this arena. It really did. Because I was used to pushing my husband out there. I was used to people... It, it, commenting on my daughter oh she's only nine she's so cute she does such a great job they were at the forefront but now I got to eat the peas and carrots and I got to talk about my own shit and I had to learn to do that despite my insecurities despite the imposter syndrome despite the the identity crisis 
of letting go of a, a persona that, you know what, this is not who I am at home. Learn to communicate for yourself. Learn to advocate, learn to influence, learn to endorse. That's the job of a parent brand. And your personal brand is the parent brand. That's all I got for y'all today. And I'm pretty sure I done went on a convoluted boatload of crazy. But it doesn't matter because five, bullshit happens. So suck it up. Four, your voice is important. So speak up. Three, you make the world a more beautiful place. So show up. Two, life is good. So buck up. And one, I love you and ain't a damn thing you can do about it. So shut the fuck up. Peace and hair grease, y'all. I'm out. All right, brand babies. We appreciate you stopping by because we know you got shit to do. Just remember to subscribe on your way out and bring a friend next time. In the meantime and in between time, stay connected with your brand mother on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The links are in the description. And your grandmother wants you to remember that personal branding is not just personal, it's also business. <laughs>